0: Not only is surrender actually a necessary and real part of life, even if you simply think about it logically, it actually is a spiritual tool.
1: Surrendering, I think, is the most freeing thing you can do. I think the opposite of freedom are people who try to control every aspect of their lives, end up feeling frustrated and alone and not like they're manifesting anything.
0: There is a beautiful universe around me. There is this force that actually wants to enter into my life. And not take away all the darkness and not take away all my challenges, but help me and manifest. And the first step towards that is being willing to surrender, to surrender to that process, to surrender to life, to those things which, which we cannot control.
1: True freedom occurs when you let go of things like taking things personally, or letting go of what others think of you, or letting go of the need to be perfect, or trying to be something you're not. Welcome to the Spiritually Hungry Podcast, Episode 30. Yay! What comes to mind when I say the word surrender?
0: (laughs) Well, the first thing is not something spiritual, but uh, as some or many of our listeners uh, remember, the Seinfeld episode with Serenity Now. (laughs) Tell us where George's dad listens to the relaxation tapes, and whenever something stressful happens, he's supposed to say "serenity now." But instead of saying it, he starts yelling it, and it just leads to everybody being stressed out
1: and angry. I think <laughs> "serenity now." I so I don't think that really works. I do worked. recommend
0: everybody one of our listeners, if you haven't seen that episode, watch it. Or you're on YouTube. I think they have clips of it. You can watch it. "Serenity now."
1: Serenity now. <laughs> well. For some, it might conjure up the image of a vintage Western film where the antagonist throws up his hands and lets the protagonist arrest him. Do you think of a historic battlefield where one side realizes they've overpowered and put down their sword? Or do you think of it as a loss or action born of failure? So surrender, this word suggests, I think for most, giving up. We give something away, but surrender can be something quite the opposite. It can be a beginning. And I hope that this episode will inspire everybody to rethink the way they understand surrender is or what it looks like anyway. We live in a constantly changing world, a world that offers unexpected experiences and events. Friends relocate, adult children move out or they move back in things, especially now during this pandemic, are constantly changing. And as soon as we want to feel comfortable, like, oh, we have entered 2021, and goodbye with 2020, and we see some of the same things already trickling into this new year, we are like, okay, well, where is my sense of control that I that I really crave as a human, that I really need?
0: It is actually interesting, because on, on Instagram, you saw all those posts where, like, Because 2021 did not start so calmly that it was like you know they they were hoping that 2021 would be the year of control, I guess. Yeah, and 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 that would start a
1: clean slate now, so it can be unnerving. I get it, and I think that many try to control their lives by creating systems, lists, routines, rigid schedules. I've done that. You name it to impose a bit of order in the unexpected. And the truth is, I do love my routines. I like a schedule. I am a Virgo after all, but the problem is not in the planning and the organizing, it is how we respond when life breaks our structured schedule. Are carefully planned days. This is when it helps to know how and when to surrender. So surrendering doesn't mean giving up, it means giving over your energy to what's within your control. It means reacting in a way that supports your growth when life unfolds in unexpected ways. And by the way, life always unfolds in unexpected ways. It's being able to adjust in a positive way to unexpected events in our lives. And most of all, it means being flexible. And that was a word that really took me a long time to live. Um, to be flexible is to be able to bend and curve and move with anything that's thrown at you. So that's how I've had my dance with surrender. And again, 2020 is a perfect example of uh, all you know, of 2021 our
0: 2021 to some extent
1: collective expectations of what it should be dashed away. I spoke to somebody just yesterday, and she said, "You know, I had a vision board. I had all these things that I wanted to do, and..." Then I had to give up on all of them because the year didn't turn out. And I was like, "Well, you don't really have to give up on them. Maybe the way you thought they would play out, for Already sure. Delayed. Yeah, but but everything you know, as we said last week, energy is never wasted. So,
0: what are your thoughts? Well, it's interesting. I think that for me, the foundational understanding around surrender is that well, first let's talk about what it isn't. Right. I think some of us might like to think, although life proves this concept wrong. That if I am able to control everything, then everything will go as I want it, and then everything will be perfect. The reality of life is that our part in all the important things, whether it is work, whether it is family, whether it is relationships, whether it is our spiritual development, there is a part for us to play, of course. Of course. But the reality is that it is really a partnership between myself, and you can call that other force, the creator, the universe. But that life, again, and this is not, I do not i don't think this is a spiritual concept, although some people might see it as such. Life is a partnership between yourself and the world around you. And if you are honest, and even if, however many years you have lived, and you look back, who controlled more of what actually manifests, we are in the minority. Our actions, again, not to diminish the importance of doing and planning and desiring, but the reality of life is that my part, and it only ever is a part, is usually less than 50%. So, if you begin your view on life...
1: So, by part, you mean your um, participation in
0: causing the effect. What
1: is revealed, exactly.
0: Right, so, so my point is, even if, let's use a simple example, let's say a person opens up a lemonade stand, right, uh, and he or she wants to make money off that lemonade stand, of course, they buy the lemons, they make the lemonade, they put up the stand, they create the price. They need now people, who they do not control and cannot control, to come and buy. They need the weather to be nice, so people would want to come. They need, there's, there's a million and one things that even to put up a lemon stand, lemonade stand, to make it work, you need. And I think, again, sometimes I think we we don't spend enough time thinking about the way life works. And sometimes we think, oh, these are spiritual concepts, and sometimes they are. But for me, this is not so much a spiritual concept as much as reality. The reality of our world and our life in it is that in every even most important endeavor, I only can ever be, at most, a partner. So once you accept that, once you accept that that life is, is a partnership between yourself and the world around you, then I would add a spiritual layer to it, which is this. That there is a force, again, we call it the creator, or the light of the creator, the universe, that actually wants to support all the important things in your life wants to support your relationship, wants to support you finding your soulmate, wants to support you being successful in business, wants to support your sustenance. But you have to let that force in. And if you're busy trying to control every second and every aspect of your relationship, of your business, of your life, you're... It's not just that, by the way, it's futile because you can't, but you're actually creating a wall, a barrier that doesn't allow that force of the universe, of the light of the Creator to come in and actually make you successful. So not only is surrender actually a necessary and real part of life, even if you simply think about it logically, it actually is a spiritual tool.
1: Well, this is interesting because I think we need to rewind just a little bit for some of our listeners. For most people, they do not necessarily feel the Creator's hand in all of those aspects of their life. In fact, I hear the phrases a lot, like "I'm unlucky," you know. Um, Good things don't happen to me. I'm undeserving. So if you, if you go through life right with that belief system, and then life mirrors your thoughts because you're only focusing more on the negative than seeing the opportunities, you will feel very lonely in your pursuit of happiness and
0: and unlucky maybe even and,
1: and unlucky even. So, I think we need to go back a step of what, because, and we have talked about this a little bit, but I think it is really important to keep honing in, because I want to help people get from the space of feeling all alone, and the Creator being something up above, or where we have come from, or where we are going to go back to, but I do not think many see it as a partnership. And I know for me, it took me a really long time to be able to live that. As a child, I felt that. I felt completely one with the Creator. I felt like, I was aligned with something so much bigger than myself. So, every part of my day, I had the Creator in my thoughts. And then I went through a period of time, I think it is called puberty, where... Uh, what happens in puberty? <laughs> uh, it is like that inside out, right? <laughs> What's the, we just watched with the All kids right. again. Pu- what, what did, puberty. puberty. And then the, they are like, that button's not really important. <laughs> they did not know what it meant yet. Um, and then you make a, a series of choices, uh, mostly hormone-infused. <laughs> um, Um, but then I came back to the space of really understanding. And by the way, I only got back to that place even once I found spirituality again at 17, but I only really understood what it was to surrender and to be a co-creator with the creator once I went through really difficult times because I had no choice in those moments. And I'll share it a little bit later today, but I would like to just talk about how if people... Never felt that before, right? For me, it was kind of a rediscovery. But some people really never—they felt they came from an abusive home. Maybe they were abandoned. I mean, people have crazy stories, right? So they—the only thing they knew was to rely on on themselves.
0: And but but I what I would say though is still, if you're honest with yourself, control is something you cannot have. You you've never had it, right? I mean, yeah. This that's the reality again. Like I say, you don't have to be a spiritual person to accept the fact. That we do not have control. We, you know, what they say, like you know, the only certainties are right, are you know, death and taxes. taxes, The reality is, we, it's, it would be, it's just silly. It's not again, not unspiritual. It's just silly for anybody to try to live a life that is controlled. That that that's forget it. Forget it. Again, as I said, and again for me. That's well, you'll not, be
1: disappointed every day, all day, because you it's not things will exactly like,
0: again. You want to fly, right? Great. You know, it's just not going to happen. You can <laughs> you can keep you can keep you know desiring and and forcing you know. Can you can you imagine? It's almost to me like the other person who says you know I am going to fly every day of my life, right? And every day they jump off you know one floor so they don't kill themselves, but and they keep on getting frustrated. That's <laughs> that's what life is going to be like unless you accept first and like first. And then, by the way, I, and it is funny, I, I'm not so much funny, but uh, uh, recently I was talking to somebody who, who lost a, a close family member, and they were, we were talking about the different members of their family and how they dealt with it. And, and this person, ha- who has a spiritual uh, uh, um, system, and is really growing and, 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 and practicing. practicing in that way. It was one experience, and he was, we were speaking about another member of his family that does not. And, and, and what is left then if you don't add the spiritual layer to it, is that darkness, right? I mean, if you, if you, and, and that's true of many things, but it's certainly true of if your view of the world is, you accept the reality that I cannot control life because that's just a fact, and you don't add that layer, is that there actually is a, a benevolent force trying to help you, trying to help you, but you have to actively allow that force in.
1: And by the way, surrendering, I think, is the most freeing thing you can do. I think the opposite of freedom are people who try to control every aspect of their lives, end up feeling frustrated and alone, and not like they are manifesting anything, right? and then they feel like, oh, you know, I mean, that is a great paradox of control. The more you relinquish it, the more freedom, the more control you actually have, right? So by trying to hold on to every aspect, you get the opposite outcome.
0: Yeah, and and I do actually, because you mentioned, I think, an important point, and I'm sure there are some of our listeners, although probably people listening to this are at least spiritually awakened. Like you said, unfortunately, we have. But I'm met. sure they're awakened.
1: By the way, it's the practicing of it that's difficult,
0: right? But I'm saying, but even like what you said before is that there are people who really feel life has never gone my way. And there's a theoretical physicist that I that I really like, and I, I'm, I'm probably going to get his name wrong. And feel free to email us and correct me. I believe his name is uh, uh, Frank Wincheck. If I'm not mistaken. He's a uh, he's a uh, scientist at MIT, and he speaks about the beautiful universe. And interestingly, uh, he was asked a few years ago his in his beliefs, right? And you often scientists, you know, they see science as contradicting spirituality. And so initially, he he came out as an agnostic, and then afterwards, mm-hmm. he said that it would be more accurate to label him a pantheist, which is again. And this is a this deserves its own conversation. But that idea that there actually is a beautiful universe around us, and even if and unfortunately there are many people who have experienced hardship and pain. And by the way, this is a note to selves. Uh, this probably should be a conversation we have about why is it that some people go through life one way and others go. Life. In other way, it is true that not everybody has the same challenges. Although everybody has challenges, some people are, are, are uniquely uh, a challenge in what comes into their lives. Being that as it may, what I would say to somebody like that is: even if you want to study science, there is a system, there is an order, and I would add there's a benevolent force out there. And as my father would often remind us, consciousness is everything. If you live life with the constant thought, the world is against me, nothing ever goes right for me, there is just you know pain and suffering, you are actually cre- helping to create. Again, we are all responsible to some degree or another, but you are actually helping to create that reality. And what I hope from this conversation, our listeners will, is especially if they are if they're exper- in that consciousness or experiencing, Um, some type of hardship, say, take a step back. There is a beautiful universe around me. There is this force that actually wants to enter into my life and not take away all the darkness and not take away all my challenges, but help me and manifest. And the first step towards that is being willing to surrender, to surrender to that process, to surrender to life, to those things which, which we cannot control.
1: A thousand percent. And I think one of the first tools in being able to do that is to practice being flexible and pivoting instead of resisting what can't be changed. So often people spend so much time trying to change the unchangeable. So much energy spent on regret, on blame, on anger, disappointment, and they ultimately have no power to change the situation, but they have significant impact on how you feel and how you experience life. So that's like the first thing, which I think if you hold yourself to that it's a pretty easy shift and pivot to create but you got to hold yourself accountable right.
0: yes and no because what you said is so again what i love about this is that it's so purely logical and I, I remember we we have a friend a very dear friend who whenever we have conversations and you know and 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 i would ask well you know were you worried and he, and at, he would say well you know worrying doesn't do anything you know so it would be just a waste of time and obviously i think all of us we know that we know that yet we worry it's almost it's almost as if we can't control that and also as it relates to trying to not surrender right and i it's funny yesterday i actually had this experience i was i was dry i was in the car and i got actually got a text from you you mentioned something and and, and it bothered me and yeah, I, I wondered
1: how you received that. I actually felt that energetically by your response.
0: Yes, because I responded right away. <laughs>
1: you,
0: you, for the, yeah, you, you do not
1: always respond yes. right away. This was
0: something that bothered me. And then I, I literally, I was so happy I was driving, I could not, because I really wanted to get an answer to a question that I asked about. And I remember, so I am sitting in the car, saying to myself, in the big scheme of life, this is so inconsequential. And how funny is it that I, and you, and we, all of our all of us, are almost hardwired to take the upset of the moment or the worry of the moment or the thing that isn't going as we think it should be going in the moment and suddenly that takes up all of our thoughts it takes up I mean you can l- l- viscerally feel it in your body how silly is that
1: well that's where the letting go aspect of surrender well, comes in right
0: well, and that's what exactly what so so I'm sitting in the car and I said you know what Regardless, and by the way, it's an issue that we did have to deal with. It's not that we didn't have to deal with, but take this as an opportunity to surrender. So literally I sat there saying, you know, let 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 the focus go off this thing that's bothering you right now. Just surrender to it.
1: By the way, you were responding to an emotional reaction that you had to something you heard that was besetting. Was it urgent, immediate, something you had to deal with right away? Absolutely not. You giving energy to it and all that, would it have changed any outcome? Absolutely not. So, I think that if we're able to separate our emotions again, trying to control how could this happen? Why is it like that? And it's this need to control the outcome. And we just stop and say, This is information, and I'll deal with what I need to deal with, but I'm just going to trust. I'm going to trust the process. And I think that the idea of letting go is really scary for people because what do they have to let go of, right? I mean, you can look at it at physical things, but I want to talk about something I think a little bit deeper, because true freedom occurs when you let go of things like taking things personally, right? Or letting go of what others think of you, or letting go of the need to be perfect, or trying to be something you are not, right? If you think about that, how much time is spent for most people in those areas? That is, and by the way, these things that I just said is what leads us... Repeat them again? to hold on to situations, right? Information, people, right? It becomes, it's never about the situation, it's how we feel about it. So again, if we challenge these feelings that we have, because this is where letting go, I really think, begins and ends ultimately. Letting go of taking things personally. That took me re- my my moon is in cancer. And I didn't realize how much I did that until it was pointed out to me by many. Letting By the go- way, that
0: means nothing to all of our listeners who don't know anything about astrology. astrology. <laughs> well, we have couple. Yes. Yeah. Another. Another. Very another topic sensitive. For, uh, yes, yes, it
1: is, but uh, very sensitive to matters of the heart. Yes. Um, letting go of what others think. Obviously, of me or you know, or what I do. Letting go of the need to be perfect. And letting go of trying to be something or not, which is living somebody else's version of what you should be or ideal of what life you should lead, right? when you no longer care about these things then what are you trying to control the way that you're viewed the things that you have and i remember this really rung true for me especially when josh was born and i have no shame about it because i feel like i you know i'm an open book and, and i really learned from that because it was like right in my face i remember when he was like two or three months old and he has down syndrome for those who haven't um followed us intimately and uh I went to a coffee shop and he was in the stroller and I ran into somebody from high school.
0: I actually remember the story.
1: And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I hope that... They can't like notice that he has this or that he's different because then they're going to judge me and look what came of my life and that I'm a bad person and that's why it happened. Like this was the loop in my mind, right? And it was so negative and it was so loud that I stopped right there in that moment and I was like, this is not who you're going to be. This is not who you are, and this is not how you are going to live your life. And it was the beginning of the chipping away of this freedom of surrender, of letting go of what people think, of what they think I should be, of how I should live my life. Right? It was really the, the, uh, the place in which everything else that happened followed that thought. Right? It was and that powerful.
0: Still, I know for me, and I am sure for you, this is still, none of us are perfect in this, Life is a journey of surrender.
1: Correct. And by the way, we'll still have those moments, but they'll last maybe ten minutes, or they'll, depending on what it is, right? Whereas before, it would like it would define me, right. it would dictate, it would really speak on who I was in a whole big scheme of things. And rem-
0: I might, I'm probably getting this story wrong. I'm not sure I should be repeating it, but there was then you there was, probably shouldn't. <laughs> there was, remember, there was, we were in Central Park a number of years ago, and there was some there was some story. We, yeah, I know the story. Really, but what do you, do you want to say it? with that? that? No, I don't, I don't remember. No, but think only
1: has anything to do oh, with okay. surrender. I can tell the I'm story. Sorry. That was more about. I mean, it's a good story. I'll share it if you want.
0: No, I don't. I do. not remember. I just remember it just came to pop to my mind as you were talking about that story with Josh.
1: That was more about uh, intuition. But we'll oh, yeah? we'll save that story. Okay,
0: but what I do want to say is that,
1: and maybe our readers, our listeners, should actually take write those things down. And look at their lives and say, okay, where am I where do I feel like I need to control these aspects of my life?
0: And, and and it's interesting because there are two categories. And I always like to use that, you know, people use the 80-20 rule, I would say 90 and 10 rule, which is there's 90% that we're trying to control that it's just silly. I mean like you said, I mean, of course, in the moment it felt completely real.
1: By the way, I don't even know who I ran into. Like, I can't even remember it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even. You certainly
0: couldn't care y- less. No, today, it, because I could care less,
1: them. right? It was just this, like, oh my god, I've been found out. It was right. like that kind of. Feeling. And we all
0: have those moments. Like, yeah. okay, like, for me, I had that yesterday. This is, this is the ninety percent or eighty percent where, where if you're really honest with yourself, you're just being silly. Now again we are all being silly very often but but I think it's important to categorize that, that that part then there's the 10% matters of health life and death you know the really important aspects and that is obviously much more difficult to surrender about but there actually is a correlation between the two and this is something that 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 I often speak about that Life is meant to be a process of learning to surrender. And you have to practice it. You have to practice it all the time. And the way you practice it is on the silly stuff, like I did yesterday. And the reason it is so important to, to, to practice it on the silly stuff, or again, to what at, in the moment feels very real and important, because you and I and every single one of us are going to be tested in our lives, come to places in our lives where we have to be able to surrender in the most challenging times. And what's the net effect of surrender? Well, like I said before, it also allows light in, what you know, the, that that universal benevolent force in, which can actually make things better. But it allows you to allows every one of us to live a more peaceful life. But unless you're practicing all the time on the eighty silly percent silly stuff, you're never gonna have the strength of the twenty percent real stuff. And and again, yesterday I was I was at a funeral of um, uh, one of our friends' mother, and and they shared a very powerful story. This is somebody who had many challenges, faced uh, a lot of hardship in her life, and her, one of her greatest fears, I think, and this is not uncommon, was the fear of death, of 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 disease and death. Mm. And, and, and it was told that you know she would like wake up with a cold and she would call her sister and say, Oh my God, I'm dying. You know? mm-hmm. And that, that was like throughout her life. And then about two and a half years ago, she was diagnosed with, with an inoperable tumor. And she calls her sister and she says, I just came back from the doctor and uh, I'm going to die. And her, her sister was like, you know of course, in shock. And, and then she said, and I'm okay with it. Wow. And, and again, without you know, me personally knowing what process she went through in life that brought her to be able to accept it like that, really one of the most important things we need to learn in life is to surrender. So I would strongly ask our listeners, practice surrender in the silly stuff, or in the stuff that you can objectively, with perspective, realize is silly. You have to do that, because not only will you live a much more peaceful life, not only will you allow more of light and that energy to come in to make things better, but you will also be practicing for the really important times that surrender will allow you the ability to learn, having learned to surrender, allow you to meet all of life's challenges, even the significant ones, with equanimity, with with peace.
1: Yeah, it's such a great example. I, I have found that too. I think that when we when we never flex that muscle then when the really big things happen we're so overwhelmed and terrified quite frankly we just don't we don't know how to do it and I want to read actually a little section from
0: but, but sorry but, but we're given opportunities every day right
1: all the time to learn. in such small ways most of the ego doesn't want to surrender right. at all right? right and again I think that for for most of our listeners we can just look back at last year how much of it was spent not accepting the reality of where we were versus, Saying okay, you know this is what it is. I'm going to make the most of it. And what's the silver lining here? Where are the gifts that I can find? So I wasn't really one again to be on the surrendering side. I was more on the control side. And uh, and three months after we had Josh, I got pregnant with Miriam. So I was terrified throughout the pregnancy, but I went in it with like it's going to be different. Um, I kept speaking to her while she was in utero, I am going to deliver you with ease and grace, was my mantra, yeah. over and over again. Um, so, this is a section of actually what her birth was like, and how I really learned to surrender uh, in that moment, and that, that really has been for me um, a life-changing moment, and, and to be able to live in this more space of flexibility, of freedom, of surrendering. Miriam, true to her form, had other ideas, and labor stalled. My plans for a natural birth were once again dashed as the medical team administered a dose of Pitocin, an aid in inducing labor. I thought I knew very well what pain was after my first two labors, but that drug is like a train cutting through you at maximum speed. I'm sorry to all those women out there who have not yet given birth. (laughs) The pain oh, and all the men. <laughs> who never will. You
0: know that, that, that quote they say, that if men had to give birth, the, humanity would be extinct. <laughs> yes, I do know that
1: one. I agree with it. The pain was blinding. Almost immediately, they gave me something else, something that made me feel serene, but also fuzzy. I looked to Michael. He was distracted, and his eyes were filled with concern. He checked my monitors intensely, and the anesthesiologist was throwing things off shelves at a frantic search for something. In my state of mind at the time, I found that amusing as if I were watching a film. Later, I was told that my heart rate and my daughter's heart rate had dropped dangerously low. At this point, through the haze of medications, I was at a place that I felt like it felt like a dead end and that I had found a gentle clarity. I knew that the assistance I needed was going to come from somewhere far greater than a doctor, anesthesiologist, or hospital. I looked up from my hospital bed to the ceiling and I whispered to the creator, I'm yours and I surrender to you completely. I trust you. Whatever should be, should be. I did not want to leave this world that day, but I was ready for whatever was meant to be. I felt total certainty and trust. Surrender is not about giving in or giving up. It is the act of not knowing an outcome and putting yourself in the hands of the Creator. I am yours. It was the first time I experienced true surrender and it was the most blissful feeling of freedom I have ever felt in my life. I was no longer attached to anything. I was not ruled by anything and I was not fearful of anything. I just was. It is the purest, highest expression to which we can aspire, and it is available to us in every single moment. Two minutes into my surrender, Miriam was born.
0: Yeah, that that was a very uh, stressful moment for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was out of it. Yeah. I remember after.
0: You never. It's always the, you know. You know. It's like whenever uh, you're either flying or with the doctor, uh, you never want to see panic on their face. It's okay if you're panicked, right? But when you, I remember I was. This is slightly related. I was. I was in a helicopter once, and we were taking off, and we were in a lot of fog. And usually, pilots, especially helicopter pilots, are very. You know, they're, they're very. Uh, uh, you know, peaceful. And you know, sort of in control, confident, and then you know, and you're wearing you wearing those headsets as you're in, in in the, and you can hear what they're saying to the tower and to the people to the people around them. And suddenly, as we're taking off through the fog, suddenly I hear the pilot say, "Oh no!"
1: Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you
0: never want to hear. So they said that's analogous to, to what I was feeling when I saw the the doctor really really panicked and and trying to get something to uh, to inject. But I think you know, like you said that I think an effect, and now it's many years later, hopefully, you know even more, but an effect of living a life where you're actively surrendering to the process, actively, actively surrendering to that benevolent force that's around you, in the real times, right? In the real times, you're able to, uh, to, to do it and, and really experience peace even then. You know, I, I, I've shared this, but
1: but real peace. I mean, real uh, comfort. I, I never felt so at ease in my whole life. Really.
0: Many of our listeners know that my mother left this world uh, a number of months ago. And, for me, one of the greatest testaments to her spiritual state and her spiritual life was that, even in the last few months, when it was clear that you know medication wasn't working, that uh, the chemo wasn't working, that she was... At, not only was she at peace, she was actually joyful, which is crazy if you think about it logically. And, most powerfully, the moment that she left this physical world, I was in the room with her, and it was one of the most beautiful and powerful moments I have ever experienced in my life. And there is a teaching where they say that really, life is a process of learning how to die. But certainly, life is a process of learning how to Surrender in the most challenging times
1: Wait, can you explain that that uh, the, the death part life is a process because you know die.
0: there are people unfortunately of course that as they are facing their physical death, they are filled with pain and fear and panic, mm. which is of course understandable right i mean that, that's of course understandable but imagine and this is what's I think so beautiful and inspiring imagine practicing this Process of surrender throughout life, so that even in those moments, an individual is at peace and even possibly joyful. Right. And I think for maybe for many of us, that's that's a far distant thought, even for it to be possible. But if you live your life surrendering, then that ultimate surrender becomes at least easier. So whether your your inspiration to to practice surrender is just to have a more peaceful life now or as we said before to allow that benevolent force around you that's trying to make things better in or ultimately to be able to know that even at the most what for others might be the most painful time can be a peaceful time can be even a joyful time and and i would add uh, one more element to this in that we are always getting messages, and this is something you know that that in life, there's messages coming to us all the time. They can be coming from people they might not even know what they're saying. Uh, they could be coming from situations. And the Kabbalist ask the question: Well, if there is this voice, I literally call it a voice that every that comes to you and to me today. Well, how do you hear that voice? Right? How many people? We're not talking about you know crazy people. Who knows? Right? Who are saying they're hearing voices, but. There is a direction that is coming to you and to me every single moment of our lives. And unless you are surrendering, unless you are coming from that place of humility, I do not control, cannot control everything, and I, and I am accepting, and actually desiring, of this greater force to help me navigate where life is meant to take me, unless you are in that place, you won't hear the messages. Therefore, I think probably one of the greatest gifts of surrender is that you are actually opening yourself up to be able to receive the messages that are coming to you.
1: It is so true. Um, And as you were saying, I was not going to share this, but it reminds me of then when I was pregnant with Abigail. And uh, I wanted to try for a natural birth. I thought the fourth time would be the charm. Third time did not work exactly as I wanted. But I remember that there was a certain time uh, on Shabbat, where it is a prayer for healing, and I remember closing my eyes, and I started to cry, and I started to hear this message. And it was not my voice. I was not hearing other people's voice. It was a message from the Creator, loud and clear. And the message was, this is not about you. It is not about your body. It is not about your pain. It is not about your labor. It is about the child. It is about how she wants to come into the world. And her experience, and you are just a channel of what she's going to travel through you. And I remember in that moment, I felt so one with the creator. And I and I had planned for this birth, right? And we talked about this. You know, it's gonna go. And I remember you telling me at the time, you know, I support you and I support your birth plan, but you know, if it doesn't go that way, (laughs) you know, let's be okay with it. I said, no, I'm completely not invested in any outcome. This is what I visualize, this is what I hope, but you know, because at that point I was full in surrender mode still, right? And um, and when she came, I want to find this part in my, as it is in my book. I wrote, in life we fight discomfort, but when we embrace the uncomfortable things, they pass much more quickly. And pain is an energy that can be converted. Pain is a force; it's strong, overwhelming, even debilitating. But when we take this great force and use its strength for a designated outcome. In this case, bringing a child into the world in a peaceful way, pain is converted to power. It may seem as if you can save yourself the pain by avoiding difficulty. We often fight uncomfortable things. We fight our process and we fight our circumstances. I tried to do just that for many years. Next time you find yourself in emotional or physical pain, don't try to go around it or avoid it. Work through it instead. I never said a single word during the eight hours of labor, six of which were at home. The first words I uttered when she came out and was placed upon my stomach were, I am so proud of you. What a great job you did. You are strong and healthy and beautiful and I love you. I wanted the first word she ever heard in her life to be how great she is. Powerful, beautiful and complete. And I want to skip to the, the last part.
0: By the way, uh- any one of our listeners who has not yet read "Fears Not an Option," please go right away to. Actually, at the end of this podcast, actually, you can pause and go right now and, uh, and and order your copy of "Fears Not an Option." It's an amazing, amazing book.
1: So I'll skip to this last paragraph of that chapter. No energy is ever wasted, and in life, in a nutshell, it's just experience. We can draw on what we've gained, no matter what we have learned, where we have learned the lesson, whenever we need it. You'll begin to see that everything in life prepares you for something else if you're paying attention. With Miriam's birth, I fully trusted the creator. However, with Abigail's birth, I not only trusted in the creator, but I was one with the creator. I felt like his worker doing his work. So I think that when you start to surrender, the next step is then you become a co-creator. And it becomes so clear that you do hear the messages, that you're able to act and you feel like it's not even your hands that are doing the work, but it's the creator's energy through you. right? You really become this channel, this being. And everybody can get there.
0: Beautiful. It is interesting. Uh, today, as I was preparing for this podcast, um, I was sitting in this room, and it, the sun was shining, and I was looking to my left, the window is to our right, and suddenly I saw this shadow Fly across the room. Oh,
1: interesting! You didn't... And, you can and share that with me. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: no. So at first, I thought there was something happening in, in the, on the left side, on this side of the room, but then I realized it would just had just been a bird who had flown on the oh, right side. I
1: thought and you were going to shadow... we have like a, a little no, no. ghosty friend here, <laughs> no. yeah.
0: and the shadow maybe that too. <laughs> but and the, the shadow is is what I looked on the left, and suddenly the thought came to me because I took I took it as a message. That so often in life we spend time when we don't surrender, focusing on the shadow. We actually never get to experience mm. the reality, mm. and I think one. That's of, beautiful. Yeah, w- one of the thoughts that inspires me about the need to surrender, and this is why I would ask our listeners to surrender every day as often as you can, is because rather than spend life focused on the shadows, you actually get to see reality.
1: Mm. So let me ask you, since I've shared my uh, my experiences with surrender. Do you recall a time where you had to really surrender, and uh, just...
0: Well, yesterday in. in the car was one example, right, that I shared. No, I mean, like, I mean, no, Something significant. Something. Yes, a- a- and I would say that the significant ones are ones where it is not just one time you surrender. You surrender, and then you have to surrender again. So, um, I shared this, that a number of years ago, the, the organization that, that, that I run, the Kabbalah Center, was going through challenges, all kinds of challenges, financial challenges, and it was something that was really uh, weighing on me. And as that was happening, you know, I, 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 whenever we do something important, it is not just about the situation. You always try to be learning from it, growing from it. And I knew that, for me, a great part of that was being able to surrender. You do everything that you can, at the end of the day, you surrender. And so, what I would say is that that was a time like that for me, where I knew that, regardless of what I needed to do on the physical level, my personal spiritual work was to be completely okay, no matter what happens. This happens, or that happens, outcome. But what I, what I would add to that is that, I know for me, is that it wasn't, okay, you decide once, surrender, done. No you surrender and then next day or next week something else happens in that arena and you need to surrender again and it's that constant practice even on the important things that allows you to really come to a place of peace come to a place of peace not just in that situation but also in the most important parts of life
1: i kind of feel like it's you surrender and surrender and surrender until the surrendering doesn't feel like surrendering anymore it just feels like part of who you are right you're just like i said you're operating on a on a different uh, level in a different realm, like that experience with Abigail, right? I, I didn't feel like I was surrendering; I felt like I was completely co-creating. Yeah. It, it's something, but that's the highest seven, level, right? Yeah. But
0: then I'm sure you would you would agree. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I have opportunities
1: key, plenty, plenty come time, up all the time, all
0: the time, and that's the beauty of life. That that's really when you realize it's it's one of the most important. And it's empowering.
1: But I, it's I draw on that experience exactly. all the time, right? Like I remember that. I obviously it, it touched me enough. I wrote about it in a book, that, so that those moments, I am like, okay, I know what the goal is. I have tasted it. I have felt it. I have touched it.
0: And I think it is really important, because you asked this in the beginning, that when you begin practicing surrender, you will find it to be one of the most empowering aspects of your life, one of the most empowering aspects of yourself, because you, you really become, like you said, less caught up in the shadows, less caught up in the silliness of life.
1: I know we have a letter you want to share. Yes. Um, so I just want to, on this last idea of surrender, so many people associate the word surrender with docility and defeat, believing that by giving up, we give something away. The opposite is true. So I, We touched on this, but I just really want to hone in again. Rather than looking at surrendering as negative, see it as the beginning, and a way that you have decided to create space for yourself, Some things are important and can be impacted by your energy and efforts, and thus it should be pursued with every bit of your ability, but others not so much. If you can't change it, consider surrendering it. Surrendering means refocusing your energy on what is within your control and letting go of what is not. It means reacting in ways that support your growth when life unfolds in unexpected ways. Beautiful. Serenity now.
0: Um, so... We got a beautiful letter, right? Yes, we got, we got a letter from one of our listeners. And as I always remind uh, our listeners, uh, we are very much inspired by you sharing uh, your experiences with this podcast and with the wisdom that you get from it. So, continue to send in your stories, questions, answers, corrections, Uh, feedback to Monica and Michael, A-N-D, Michael, at Kabbalah.com. We will share as many of these stories and questions, and answer as many questions as we can, throughout the rest of the podcast. So, uh, this is the email. Dearest Eminem. I like when people call us Eminem. Well, we do that. (laughs) We
1: sign off Eminem. Uh,
0: Thank you from the base of my soul for this episode's exceptionally beautiful teaching via your podcast. The past two years of my life have been the most mistake-laden years of my life. This is on the podcast episode 29 on the illusion of perfection. I took steps to change the world, and it has been the most terrifying debacle of my life to date. Yet, I know I am on the right messy path. What a paradox. The drama of being gifted in intellect, body, and spirit, accompanied by a life's mission of helping others, has been great throughout my life. I am a world-class ballet dancer and classical singer, as well as being smart enough and conscientious enough to have a full scholarship to study neuroscience at one of the finest institutions for that discipline. I have always striven for perfection in everything I have chosen to pursue, and in some people's eyes have achieved it. Perspective is so funny like that. It turns out that this perfective bar was set by others and what I found is that I never actually wanted to do anything perfectly. I just wanted to play and enjoy my gifts. However, I lost that sense of joy and exploration. In parentheses, the paradox being that when I'm just playing, people observe me as doing something perfectly. Close quote. Close parentheses. When jealousy from others overtook the work I set out to do in this life, I'm sure that this that this isn't particularly clear. By the way, I think it is very clear. <laughs> But I wanted to share, because I am embarking upon a new road with my soul. I suppose I could say, we finally come to terms with each other. My ego wants to please. My soul wants to learn. Understand and alleviate the ubiquitous suffering within humanity. It turns out to be a very messy mission. But with the Creator at the helm, I am finally learning to let go. Love and Light, Joe. That is so nice. So beautiful. And thank you, Joe, for sharing this with us, and, and allowing us to share your story with, uh, with our listeners. And I hope that as Monica and I, we, and our listeners, find inspiration from you. So, I hope our listeners enjoyed this podcast, as much as Monica and I enjoyed recording it. And please make sure to keep <laughs> going to Apple Podcasts, writing reviews, five-star reviews, wherever you get your podcast. Share this with friends and family. As I said, we are overwhelmed by the amount of people who are listening to this podcast, but of course, we want to reach more and more people with, hopefully, this inspiring wisdom and information. So, make sure you share it, make sure you write reviews, make sure you write all your stories, and questions, and comments, and complaints, no, no, not so much complaints, Mm. to Monica and Michael, michael at kabbalah.com. And uh, we look forward to sharing with you again next week.
1: Serenity now. Bye.